Well, hi, my name is Mark Tuchel, and welcome to my Living Sober Sucks, But Living Drunk Sucks More podcast. You know, this is the audio version of my written blog, and the title of this piece is called Recovery is Not Just for the Alcoholic. Well, recovery isn't just for the alcoholic or the user. Uh, this podcast is more focused on and dedicated to those that do the helping than those that need or seek help. Now, for simplicity in my writing and in this podcast, I'll be using certain words to describe either a person or the process. I'll be using the word recovery to describe the process of first becoming clean or sober, and I'll utilize the word user when referring to the individual that has the substance issue, and I'll be using the word supporter when referring to the individual or individuals who are trying to help or support the user. Now first, I want to talk to the current users or those of you who are recently clean and sober. You know, getting clean and sober is a dramatic change in lifestyle and emotions. And these changes will be a challenge for all parties involved, and not just spouses and partners, but with family members, friends, with your job, and with the people you work with. It may even impact where you work or what you do as a career field. I mean, everyone around you will have to deal with and get accustomed to the new and evolving you. You might think everything is great, but you don't have to deal with you. Just as when you were a drunk or a drug user, you thought you were fine because you never had to deal with you. But there will be changes, and those who support you are going to have to put up with your changes. Now, some recovering users may be in a position where they don't have any normal non-drinker or non-user friends and family. Then they must seek those kinds of people out. You know, look for people at work that you could gravitate towards or join a gym and hang out with healthy people. Go to bookstores or coffee shops. You'll have to actively look for people. There are plenty of recovery forums online as well. I mean, there's also many recovery groups that have meetings. There are alternatives to the traditional AA meetings or church group meetings. Harm reduction is one of such group, and smart recovery is another. You can find information about each of these organizations online, as well as many other alternative forums and groups. Now, I don't endorse AA or buy into the ideals of the organization, but I'm not going to tell you not to go. I mean, I had no idea of any alternatives when I first stopped drinking, and most of the people that I consulted who weren't drinkers suggested that I go to AA. I mean, they didn't know about anything else either. So I attended AA meetings for about six months, and I used the sessions to serve my purposes. You know, attending meetings helped me get a better grasp of what I didn't want to be like. You know, I discovered that I didn't want to be a temperance or sobriety lunatic. I discovered that I didn't want to become dependent upon a group, an organization, or some other person to maintain my own sobriety. I just wanted to learn how to live a normal life as a non-drinker. So those meetings helped me tremendously. I didn't say much at the meetings or engage very much. Oh, I don't really think I have anything to add. You know, I just didn't get involved. But I listened and I thought. Then I began writing notes about my observations. And this helped me begin to formulate my thoughts into a written plan for myself. Now that eventually led me to writing two books on the subject of making the best out of sobriety. 
And first is Living Sober Sucks, but Living Drunk Sucks More. And that's my first book. It's half memoir and half descriptive ideas about sobriety. Now that book's in its third printing, and I could go back and edit or update it, but I think it shows a factual example of how raw my mind and emotions were at that time. Now I followed that book up with my next book, which is called OK I Quit, Now What? Now I still use that book as my own platform for how I want to live my life as a non-drinker and a non-user. The book is intended to involve the reader personally. I want you, the reader, to think on your own behalf and use the interactive worksheets to come up with your own answers to what you want out of sobriety and what you're going to do with your sober life. Anyway, when you, the user, starts going through recovery, there are going to be plenty of changes. And over the past 10 years, so much has changed within my life. My circle of friends has changed. My interests have changed. My buying and spending habits have changed. My work and career field has changed. So not only have I had to deal with the changes during my sober evolution, everyone and everything around me has had to deal with my changes. Now, many of these changes have been totally unexpected and completely unforeseen. Many changes have turned out better than I had imagined, and some have been more painful than I had imagined. And I am eternally grateful to all of the people who supported me during those changes and who continued to hang out with me as I continued changing. It is the patient supporters who are my heroes. So let's talk about what it's like to be a supporter. Now, a lot of times, people see someone else that has what they perceive to be a problem. Well, they can see that the other person could be doing so much better in their life. They want to help and they want to say something, but they're not sure how to help or what to say. Well, here's something I'd like you to consider. Unless the other person's drinking or using directly affects you, your family, or your safety, you might want to just mind your own business. Maybe the other person likes being a drunk or a druggie. Maybe they're happy the way they are. You see, I really enjoyed getting drunk, and I really, really liked getting high. I mean, I wasn't sitting around waiting and hoping for someone to come along and tell me how big of a fuck-up I was. I mean, <laughs> the few times anyone ever mentioned uh, my heavy drinking to me, I just told them to go fuck themselves. I finally had to see for myself that my drinking and fondness for drugs was adversely affecting all areas of my own life and would ultimately affect my wife's life and my marriage. I came to my own realization of this. No outside intervention played a role. Now once I realized I needed to do something, that's when I knew I would need help and support. Now, most people have the best of intentions when they offer support or advice, but they're rarely available for support after they've given their advice. Now, and support isn't done by constantly talking about sobriety or rehashing all the bad things the other person may have done. Support is best served by just being present and being a stable part of the recovering user's life. You know, invite the recovering user to come over and hang out with you and help you with your daily chores or a project. I mean, don't just sit there. Do something together. Let the recovering user witness and participate in living a normal life. Let the recovering user see and experience what a normal life is like. And the most important thing, if you truly want to be of support to someone, you must also be sober with them. 
So let me tell you a little story about me. Now, back on October 12th, 2005, I stopped drinking. Now, at the same time, I also stopped smoking pot, stopped taking pills, and stopped chewing tobacco. All right, so I made some uh, pretty major changes with my life, and I needed help desperately. I mean, my body and my mind was a mess. Well, my spouse didn't support me. In fact, she was mean, insulting, and undermined my every effort to stay sober. I mean, she continued to drink. Uh, She would tease me, criticize me. She told me I wasn't a man. I mean, she would taunt me by flirting with other men right in front of me. She lied to me, and she cheated on me. I was going through recovery all alone. Now, shortly after I quit drinking and all that other stuff, I moved out of my home and began divorce proceedings. I was an emotionally fucked up mess, but I ended up finding my support where I least expected it. My support came from me actively searching and seeking out normal people that I wanted to hang out with. Now, none of these people were professionally trained as rehab counselors. They were regular people who led regular lives. I asked if I could hang out with them and asked if I could help them with their projects. I mean, these people had no idea what an important role they were playing in my life. I just wanted to see how normal, sober, non-drinkers and non-users lived. These people became my secret mentors and private role models. Now, I never told uh, any of them about how highly I held them. I didn't want anybody to feel awkward or feel that they had to live up to some expectations. But I was always openly thankful and appreciative of their kindness and friendship. Now, to this day, I still have secret mentors and private role models. I still gravitate towards non-drinkers. Now, it isn't that I'm consciously trying to avoid temptations. I just prefer hanging around people who have better things to do than to just sit around and drink. Now, I do have some very close friends that do drink, but their life isn't focused around getting drunk. I mean, they're productive, interesting people who might bring a couple of beers with them when we go out boating. And I'm serious when I say a couple, meaning they only bring two beers. Now, they may have a beer after a project or a glass of wine with dinner, but they're just normal people. And I also have friends who are heavy drinkers, but I don't spend a lot of social time with them. I may have dinner or work on a project with them, but as soon as they start drinking heavily, I just disappear. I got better things to do with my life than hang out and watch someone get drunk. Very few people ever have regrets for being patient and making valid attempts to improve their life. Many times it may feel like you've wasted your time when you try and try at something and the results just don't turn out as you had wanted them to. Now this holds true for both the recovering user and the supporters. But you as a supporter play an extremely important role. Now whether the user openly admits it or not, or, or whether they're even aware of it or not, you as a supporter are actually a mentor to them. The user will be looking to you to see how you handle your life. They'll be watching to see how you behave as you go through disappointments and life's daily struggles. And they will be closely watching as to how you handle temptations. You, as the supporter, don't have to always be talking about sobriety, and you don't need to be professionally trained. You just need to live a normal life. 
Now, recovery isn't just about the user. The supporter is also going through recovery. Both parties are learning about this new sober person. Recovery is an evolutionary process. The need for sober support will change as time passes. The former user will change as time passes. And the role of the supporter will change as time passes. I sincerely salute and applaud any of you who have supported and helped a recovering user. You played an important role in someone else's life. And I hope that it has been as gratifying for you as it has been for the recovered user, even if they never thanked you for it. All right, that's it for this podcast. You know, my intention isn't to force you into anything. I don't intend to lecture you or even persuade you. I want to get you thinking on your own. I'd like to help you empower yourself. And remember that these are my own opinions, and all I'm doing is presenting an alternative viewpoint on all the traditional 12-step systems or religious-based systems. I don't want to dissuade you from following any system or any faith. I just want to ask that along with your current beliefs or system, you do a little thinking of your own. And if you enjoy this stuff or you get something out of it, please tell your friends about my blog, my podcast, and my website. My website is livingsobersucks.com. You can find my books in paperback, ebook, or if you prefer, you can even get my audiobooks. They're all over the place Amazon, iTunes, iBooks, whatever. And I want to tell you that I put my blog, podcasts, and my website out for people to access free of charge. I pay for all of this with my own personal funds. If you like what I do and what I write about, you can support this and you can help me pay for some of this by making a donation to my site. It's all done securely through PayPal. There's a link right at the bottom of my webpage. Uh, the, what is it? It's livingsobersucks.com and it says donate to this site. And I post a truthful report on my website of how much is donated and what this all cost me. I'm very appreciative that a few people have signed up to make a $5 a month donation. So thank you for doing that. And I want to thank you for spending some of your very valuable time with me. My name is Mark Tuchel. <laughs>